89.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com and featuring all that's best from the King of Instruments. This is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehall. To this edition of Community Keyboards on air and online. As ever, over the next hour, I'll have music from the King of Instruments in all its guises, from pipes and electronics to keyboards and beyond. In this programme, we'll be looking back at a couple of vintage electronic organs in our A to Z memories, and this time it's letter G. We'll also be addressing some of your playing problems in the first of our Ask Andy slots, and there's the winner of the recent Keyboard Music Forum Challenge coming along a little later too, along with a true musical internet phenomenon. First though, a new name to the programme, David Gilson, who came across us from a recent mention in the Organ and Keyboard Cavalcade magazine, and who, like many, has been uploading his performances on a variety of instruments, including Bohm Sempra and Genos Keyboard, to his YouTube channel. Well, David's given his permission for us to include a track, and seeing as the items are quite short, let's have a two-for-one deal, first on the Bohm Sempra SE20 organ, and then the Genos.
David Gilson, raindrops keep falling on my head and baby elephant walk on Born Semper and Yamaha Genos respectively. Now, a few weeks ago, I saw Howard Beaumont introduce an item which he had uploaded to Facebook. Hello once again. Well, here we are. This afternoon, I'm playing my piano. This is a, a Beckstein. Uh, 1904. It's the same model that uh, Mrs Mills did all her wonderful recordings on. And that reminded me of the fact that Mrs Mills and Reginald Dixon presented a joint concert on piano and Wurlitzer organ in April 1971 at the BBC Playhouse Studios in Manchester. The extravaganza was broadcast on Radio 2, and here's an extract. I think um, we'll tickle the ivories again <laughs> with uh, Among My Souvenirs and it's been a long, long time. Now, are you ready, lads? OK, Auntie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, then, off we jolly well go, then. Thank you, Glad. That was, that was really great. I mean, the rhythm was really terrific. Got my, my feet going, ready to go back to the Wurlitzer. And I'm going to play three oldies, Blue Room, I Love the Moon, and The Lady is a Tramp.
Glad and Reg at the Hume Playhouse from 50 years ago at the ex-Blackpool Empress Wurlitzer. And having mentioned Howard Beaumont's name, which prompted that last item, it seems only right and proper to hear him in action from one of his many appearances at the Scarborough Spa with this selection from Chicago, All I Care About Is Love and All That Jazz, on Kawhi SR6, Leslie 722 Speaker Plus Yamaha EL700 and PSR740 keyboards to take us up to the break.
You're listening to Community Keyboards on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM with Ian Wollstenholme. Welcome back to the programme where we've reached letter G in our look back of classic electronic organs and keyboards of yesteryear. That was the very pleasing sound of Erke Ertama playing the Gem Imperial Duo organ alongside a studio orchestra and the theme from Peyton Place. Gem, or General Music, was established in Italy and produced a digital workstations, pianos and synths. The instrument you've just heard was produced in 1972 and was a high-end model of a range of horn organs that were popular in the UK. There are quite a few instrument brands starting with the letter G, Galante, Godwin and Gulbranson spring to mind, and here are a couple of examples of the latter. The Gulbranson Company was a manufacturer of player pianos and reed and horn organs in the United States. It was originally established in 1904 by Axel Gulbranson as the Gulbranson Piano Company. In the history of musical instruments, Gulbranson is notable for several innovations. In its early years, it made the first upright piano with a player piano mechanism in the same case. 
and in the 1920s, thousands of player pianos were manufactured by the firm under the Gulbranson and Dickinson name. In the electronic organ era, Gulbranson pioneered several innovations in the production of home electronic organs that became industry standards, such as the Theatrum model here played by Brian Sharp, followed by the Equinox model with Bob Snyder at the Futuristic Console.
Snyder and the gospel demo of the Gulbranson Equinox 380 music computer, preceded by the Theatrum model and you stepped out of a dream from Brian Sharp. Next month we'll be looking at letter H, and for many that can only mean Hammond, of course. However, there's another H that I'm going to squeeze into this edition. From 1974, the Haven organ, of course designed by a much-missed musician Alan Haven. Let's have a listen to this track from the Pi LP, Organ Spectacular. Thank you. 
unmistakable Alan Haven there and in the still of the night on Haven Organ. Well, now, as promised, it's great to be joined again by Andy Carville for the first of our uh, hopefully regular series of Ask Andy. And uh, Andy, welcome to the programme again. You've been busy replying to some playing questions, but uh, how's things with you at the moment? Yeah, things are fine, Ian, thank you. Uh, Despite the lockdown, which I think we're just starting to emerge from, hopefully. Fingers crossed, yes, yes. I must say, great to hear hear Alan Haven there. What a fantastic player. He was one of my... uh, sort of child heroes yes i think you you and uh, half the world for that matter yeah absolutely yeah great to hear some of those vintage sounds definitely well i'll tell you what andy you have the microphone over to you my friend and you tell us what we're going to be uh, uh, trying to solve this time Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Well, we received a question from uh, Mr. Shepard Blythe uh, about the layering of sounds. And his question basically said, which sound, when layered together, sound good? Now, uh, I must start with a couple of caveats here. This is a huge topic, potentially. So I'm going to keep it relatively straightforward to begin with. Uh, and then perhaps um, perhaps we can we can move into some more detailed Um, elements of this a little bit later on Um, but the first thing I want to say is the point about layering sounds which of course really in organ terms is registrations that's what we're talking about there is no real fixed rules of course lots of the theory of music is absolutely fixed they are total rules in the key of d major you always have two sharps that's absolutely fixed but when you're talking about registrations the mixing of sounds a lot of it is actually your taste what you want to do so if you want to mix an oboe together with an electric guitar to me that wouldn't sound very good but if that's what you like well that's up to you that's absolutely fine there is also and it's sort of linked to that there's a big question here and That is, what sort of sound do you actually want to create? I suppose uh, over the years, I've spoke to a lot of people about mixing up different sounds and how to get the best out of their instruments. And a, a big problem that lots of people have is, I say, what sort of sound do you want to make? And they say, well, just a nice sound. I just want to make a nice sound. And that's that's not not enough. That's a little bit like deciding to go on holiday in the UK for a, for a week, getting a big map out of the UK and just deciding that you want to go somewhere nice. It's only the very basic starting point of finding what you actually want. Do you want to go for a week in Blackpool or do you want to go for a week trekking in the in the uh, Scottish Highlands or do you want to rent a cottage in Cornwall? You need to get down to actually what you want. And that's a very important point. And actually, lots of people find that really difficult to do. Now, a good place to start when you're actually thinking about this is to have a listen to what the experts do. What does real life do? And actually, also, what can your instrument already offer you? What do I mean by that? Well, I'm a great believer in YouTube, which is the internet video site. Everything's on there. If you want to change a bulb in a BMW car, it tells you how to do it. (laughs) If you want want to listen to um, the Glenn Miller Big Band, it's on there. If you want to listen to a full symphony orchestra, it's on there. So I'm going to just use one example here, and this is how I would go about deciding what sort of sounds would mix together. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about some orchestral voices. 
The first place I would start with this is let's go onto YouTube, have a look at a real symphony orchestra. We've all seen symphony orchestras over the years, but let's just take a closer look at what instruments you've actually got there. That's a great starting point. But also let's listen to what some of the great organ players actually do. Now, I've got three favourites at the moment. They've been favourites for many, many years of mine. Uh, and that is the great Hector Oliveira, the incredible Max Ticano, and the equally incredible George Fleury. They're all brilliant players in slightly different styles, but they really know their instruments and the sounds that they can coax out of their instruments are truly fantastic. I'm just going to use Max because um, I'm, I've spent many happy years on the road with Max uh, back in my Yamaha days. So he's a great friend, not only a, a great player, but Max would really know his instrument inside out upside down exactly what he wants to do and how to get it out of the instrument so take a look on youtube at some of the max Tucano videos of his orchestral playing because it will give you some ideas you may not have the particular instrument that he's playing but you'll hear what type of sounds he's using and how he's putting them together and that's just as a learning procedure a great thing to do so let's go back to what a real orchestra actually is made up of. Well, the sound palette, sounds that you need to be um, putting together. Really, an orchestra has got four main sections, and those sections are strings, woodwind, brass, and percussion. And then there are some additional sounds that sometimes you see played, things like a classical guitar, maybe a vocal sound, uh, of course, piano doesn't really fit into those particular sections. It's actually classed as a string instrument and a percussion instrument, believe it or not. But the piano is a very important part in a, in a classical orchestra. There's a good chance that the instrument that you have, and that's the other point I can't really bear too much in mind, because, uh, Mr. Blythe, I don't know what instrument you have. But if we look at strings, back in the days when I used to start playing organ, um, you would actually have a string sound, maybe two string sounds. Maybe if you had a really large instrument, you would have three string sounds. <laughs> These days, you have hundreds of string sounds. Uh, I've got a, a, a medium-sized core keyboard upstairs. I've got string voices of every variation you can imagine, uh, from concert strings, pizzicato strings, solo strings, violins, cellos, contrabass, etc., etc., etc. There's hundreds of them. And that does make it a little more difficult to actually make your selection. And that's why getting to know your instrument is also a very important part of this. Because if you want to make a mellow string sound, which of those voices do you use? And only you can answer that. And only when it tickles your ear and you go, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, will you know that you've actually found your sound. Let's look at woodwinds, uh, woodwind section, flutes, clarinets, oboes, bassoons, all of those type of instruments. The brass section, you've got trumpets, trombones, horns, French horn in particular. Very occasionally you see a saxophone in a, in a classical orchestra. Uh, it's not very usual, but very occasionally you do see a saxophone in there. And then, of course, you've got percussion instruments like timpanis, tambourines, triangles, xylophones, um, tune percussion, xylophone, glockenspiel, that sort of thing. 
And then you have actually another useful section, which is an addition to all of these sections, and that's ensemble voices. So you literally could have a voice just marked orchestra, which is a ready-made mixture of these different sounds. So to answer Mr. Blythe's question in the simplest way, which sounds when layered together sound good, let's look at a real orchestra and just take the instruments that they have and there's your basic sound palette that you have to play with. But you have to ask the question, what sound do I want to make? If you don't know what sound you want to make, you don't know when you get there. You don't know when you found it. So we've got to drill down. You're not just going on holiday in the UK. You're going to the Cornish coastline in a cottage. And when you find that right cottage, you found it. You found your, your holiday destination. And this is the same, the same scenario here.
over easy from Andy Carville on Korg and a perfect example of how to layer sounds as we've been talking about. And there's more in-depth analysis of this from Andy if you head across to our Ask Andy podcast. The link is on the website and the Facebook page and also from where you can send in any questions about playing, composition and so on for future Ask Andys. Back after the break. On air at 99.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com, this is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstenholm. to Community Keyboards, where you heard a track there from the 2020 album by John Paul Gard on Roland Multi-Instruments and Pedals and Give Me the Night. 
I'll be chatting with John Paul in one of our next month's programmes and hearing some more of his music too, Into the Bargain. Right now, and talking of guests, for many, he is one lady who has been keeping people entertained during the past year on Facebook via the Keys and Fans group. Sounds familiar? Comparable Joe Cocklin there, and I'm delighted to say that Joe joins me on the line. Hello, Joe. It's lovely to chat with uh, with you today. Thanks for, for being on the programme. You're more than welcome, Ian. Thank you for asking me. Now, we heard a snippet there from one of your musical sessions, and, and I know that you have, well, I suppose like many, but particularly you, Joe, have become a virtual friend to so many home enthusiasts, amateur players and so on over the last year. Just tell me this, what made you decide one day at the start of this horrific pandemic to suddenly think, I'm going to sit down at the keyboard, switch on the, the, the phone or the camera, uh, and uh, broadcast to the world. What what gave you that uh, first spark, as it was? Um, well, it was um, it was hearing from the members on the Facebook group and and friends that how low they were feeling when it first start. Well, when it first started, so it was um, that first week, and and people were just saying they just were not. Mm coping not being able to go out not being able to see their friends or their family or anything like that especially the older generation when quite a few of them are are widowed and i didn't like the thought of it and even though i was having to self-isolate because i have i have a thing called copd so i was one of the ones that have been told by the government you've got to stay indoors you can't see anybody mm-hmm. so it affected me as well so i knew i was going to be at home every day and i'm a i'm a very people person and i i do i i think the world of people and so i was chatting to a couple of my admin on on the group and i said um i can't cope with thinking of them all being at home on their own or as a couple and feeling so lonely and i said i've come up with an idea i think i'm going to play live and they said (laughs) You're gonna what? And I said, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna play live. I said I'll do it like for a, 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 an hour to, to start with. I said I'll do an hour in the morning. I said between, I think when we first started, I was doing it between, I think it was half nine and half ten because of people from all over the world. Yes. So I thought people could get up and then see me playing live, and if I did it in the morning, I would try and do happy songs to put them in a good frame of mind so i decided yes i'd go ahead with it but the problem was um i'm one of these people that thinks i don't want to just do it 
once or twice a week. I'll do it seven days a week. <laughs> In for a penny. Uh, yeah, and all absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah. So I started that on the 27th of March. Gosh. Now, so by the, the following week, so I think I would say about about four days have passed, and I was talking to people. And um, my other half is, is a counsellor for um, works like for the NHS, and um, and I'm also come from that background, and I care about people, and I also worry about people's mental health. Yeah. And you were starting to get the things coming on the news about mental health. Yes. And uh, and I was thinking, you've got people sitting there at home in the evening, and they're feeling really low. And, they're fe- and I thought, no, I don't want this. So I then decided, well, okay, I'll do an hour in the evening, <laughs> and I'll do chill out. <laughs> So it was an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. And that's how, and it was seven days a week. And that's how it started. And you've just been doing it non-stop, but it's not. Well, now I I did, um, luckily, um, after about, um, I think it was about, two and a half months of doing this <laughs> I, I was getting a bit sort of um, tired and whatever and a couple of my members um, stepped up and said look you've got to have a day off, you need to have a day off, so I had two of my members, uh, Chris Brown um, he's one of the admin and, and Jack Lookerman from over in, in um, the Netherlands yes. and he said he would do a Sunday morning so I actually got a couple of days where I was actually free Oh, you, you got a lie. You got a bit of a lie yeah. in then. Yeah, I did. I did. But but the thing was the downside. So I I was still playing like five days a week and doing all that. And I did an event for the. I did a, an online event for the um, World War Two. Yeah, so I did all that as well. I did a big day of that, and uh, and and I I really do like to get in the spirit of things and and, <laughs> and to make people laugh and yeah as well. well. So. And, and you even you even find time to, uh, as you say, Joe, to to do a lot of themed um, broadcasts as as you yeah. you get dressed up, and yeah. there's even time for a cup yeah. of tea, which there is, is <laughs> most important. And, and oh, of I mean, there's, yeah. there's, you've got something like what is it, seven hundred plus members of of the yeah. um, of the, the Facebook group now, and it, it must yeah. be yeah. it must be wonderful. I I, I even yeah. see Joe that you're trying to get them all together in the in in the vain hope yeah. that when we get back to some sort of travel um, normality, uh, that they can come and actually meet meet yeah. you uh, in, in person. Well, it, it, it was it was because of because of the um it's like the the Facebook group um has been running now for it'll be three um three years but the live sessions of course have been been yes. a year yes. and um and through it so many friendships have been really really built up and the conversations I'm in hysterics when I read back <laughs> on all the messages I and I think oh my god what have they been going today we've had a con- like a conversation about <laughs> computers and we've had this that and and it's it's hilarious it really is well, the, and, th- um, the thing the uh, thing is yeah. joe and um, forgive forgive me interrupting but the, the thing the thing is that you have become a friend to people not just musically but you've also given them confidence uh, with with life and computer yeah. skills and as you say all these yeah. things that perhaps they would never have thought about trying uh, uh, and lo and behold you've, you've been a catalyst for it which is absolutely wonderful 
Wonderful. Well, I, as I said, I, I'm a very, very, very caring person, and and um, it's like I don't know how I managed to be in sales because um, I, I give away, the, <laughs> I give away, the, yeah, but 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 I, yeah, but no, it, it's it's, but I'm passionate about my music. I'm truly passionate about it. It, so, it, um, it certainly comes across, Joe. And if anybody yeah. hasn't seen you online, then they're yeah. missing a real treat. We'll we'll give them all the details during the program. Don't worry, but uh, but yeah. that that. It's, it's wonderful and thank you very much on behalf of a grateful nation as it were for, for doing what you've done you've certainly made the trials of the pandemic that much more tolerable for so many people Joe um, well, and uh, I, I'm sure they're grateful to you too thank you very much lovely to chat with you and catch up I, and I know yes. it's it's a, it's a brief conversation because you've yes. you've got to get back to doing the entertainment I don't know how you do it <laughs> go, go and put your feet up for goodness sake woman I'll go and have a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> Joel thank, thank you for joining me on the programme you're more than welcome thanks to you thank you bye bye keyboard there. Right, well, let's see who's been victorious in the recent Keyboard Music Forum Challenge online, which had the brief of including the name of any town or city in the title. So plenty of material to go out there then. Well, winning the vote this time is Brian Dawson from Chesterless Street in County Durham. No prizes for guessing the title of Brian's entry played on Korg cross keyboards plus VSTs.
I still can't believe it's 52 years since Roger Whittaker had a hit with Durham Town, and a lovely arrangement there on Korg from Brian Dawson. And that's all we have time for on this programme. Don't forget you can listen again to anything you might have missed by going to the oldhamcommunityradio.com player or search community keyboards from your favourite podcast provider. If you'd like to contact the programme, then an email to communitykeyboards at gmail.com or a note to P.O. Box 997 Oldham OL19EB will also find us. Our website's address is www.communitykeyboards.simplesite.com from where you can follow our social media channels. For the moment, this is Ian Wollstone saying thanks very much for your company. Take care, all the best, and bye-bye.